Dear Trail Show Nation, Hello, how are you? Month after month, we continue to receive requests to talk about gear. Sometimes they are subtle. A nice message or email will come into the Trail Show mailbag with compliments of plenty, only to be sullied by ending said message with a suggestion to review gear. Sometimes they are not subtle and a listener will ask us to do more bonus shows discussing the minutiae of gear each of us has in our packs in excruciating detail. We are not and never have been a show that is focused on gear. After all, our motto is less gear, more beer. Given the consistent request to pontificate about gear, it is obvious to me that there is a demand for this type of podcast. Since we will never be that podcast, I am begging and pleading with all of you that are within earshot of my voice, if you know someone or you are someone that loves to talk about gear, for the love of all that is holy and good, please, I beg of you, please start recording your podcast immediately and make it available to the world. And then, and only then, Will the request for us to talk about gear cease and desist? Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the Trail Show Nation. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail. We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Polly. Featuring Launton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia, P.O.D. Amosil. What are you girls doing up here? Brian, Buck 30, Tansman. Ja, Rasta. Paul, Max, Maganati. He's a fraud. And now, from Buck 30's basement, it's the Trail Show. We are live from the Bobby Walter studio at the 30plex Broadcast Center in the heart of Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. You are listening to The Trail Show. We've been downloaded over 40,000 times and are heard worldwide, including most recently, a single solitary download from Kenya. Ooh. Wow. And a warm welcome and big ups to Sweden for making it into the top 10 trail show countries for downloads. Ooh. <whistles> Oofta. But but it, there were women. It is Tuesday, November 12th, and we are happy to have you along with us today. Today's show is sponsored by a longtime listener who would like to remind the Trail Show community that since we are approaching the season of giving, please consider making a donation to your favorite outdoor nonprofit. Your contribution will be tax deductible and you will be helping in great cause. Many outdoor nonprofits make donating online quick and easy. Donate for yourself or on behalf of someone else. And thanks for remembering all the outdoor nonprofits that mean something to you during the season of giving. If your business or website is interested in advertising on the Trail Show, or if you too are a longtime listener that would like to sponsor the show, please email our advertising staff at sales at thetrailshow.com. Partner with the Trail Show and get the word out about your business or website. That contact info again is uh, 
legal at the trail show no, dot no, com no. for all of your franchising opportunities to open up a trail show franchise in your town, including a yogurt shop, which is one of the new things we're offering. That's right, a trail show yogurt shop. It's the newest and new. It's gonna be a big hit in your neighborhood. Get us your emails to legal at the trail show dot com. Franchise yogurt and trail. It's called the trail show yo. You got it, yo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. Today in studio, our guest, Mike Delo DiLorenzo. Delo, <laughs> how? Wait a minute. Delo? You're very confused, Disco. Wait, wait Have you been so, co- cozying up to your Amendment 64 goods? What's going on? So, man? we had a discussion on, with our program director before the show started, and apparently, when you left the show, we signed a contract very quickly with, with Brian Buck 30 Tansman, and all the promos were re recorded with his name in it. And we were actually expecting him to, to be the fourth player on the trail show. And you came back. You know, so, that kind of uh, makes sense because um, he's been renting out our house. Yeah, so. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, right? I mean, we're, you guys are like the same height. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're a little confused. You know. I mean, but, I, I, but wouldn't you say I'm much better looking? Um, mm. I, I don't know, but. But what I would say is that, you know, we were expecting you to be the guest on this show, not Buck 30. Oh, I, can, I but... couldn't be the guest on this show because uh, I, I was supposed to be in Calusa. I, uh, <laughs> Calusa. Calusa. <laughs> all right. All right let, let's, let's... I was supposed to be in Iowa with the, the Mennonites, man. Well, well since you're back. I can't, I, I like, guess... get on a train and be here, right? That's like, that's you know, that's like against the order. And yet you're here. Well, that because we talked about this last time. I didn't it didn't work out with oh, Mennonites. Okay. Yeah. Where were you when I had went through that whole spiel? Well, I guess we need to introduce Buck 30 then. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hallway. This week in studio, Brian Buck 30 Tansman. Woo! All right. What was the special? Was it Propecia? Yeah, what what <laughs> oh, were you man. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> right out of the gate. Oh, wow. But I, I I was nervous about coming here. <laughs> I was uh, I was not wrong. Yeah, you should be. Hey, man, thanks for being on the show. We we hear you're a longtime listener. You may have just recently listened to the entire Trail Show catalog in, what, two weeks? I did it uh, back-to-back episodes once a day while hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, we'll get to wow. that later in our, our trips of the month, although your trip took longer than a month, so... Anyway, all right, let's set the table, Mags, and, um, you know, let's figure out what we're going to be talking about today since we've introduced both D'Lo and Buck 30 here. I think we've covered our bases. We've got trail news. We have trail news. A Noodlehead's top ten. As always. Trail of the month. We should let uh, Buck 30 actually pronounce it. Actually, it'd probably be better if P.O.D. did it. Why? Because she, she doesn't it, speak Maori. If or, it has like a, a, if you can speak Spanish, then it, it's got a Spanish ring. It, it's uh, te, can I can I say it? Yeah, for all of our listeners. Did you te, pull it up on your phone? Te Araroa. Yeah, he's got it. So, so you you put the R, the second R in there. Buck thirty doesn't. Yes, he does. Yeah, that's because I have a lot more. I have a lot more class than Buck thirty. Whoa! You should be nervous. Te Aroa. Te Aroa. All right, we'll practice it. It's like the Mount Ararat apartments. It's the same beginning pronunciation. The Maori have that R A O in all of their words, man. Okay, just gotta get down with it once. For me, there's too many R's in it, and I'm just gonna botch that up. We're gonna talk about Buck Thirty's epic Hayduke fail. Which Ooh, uh, everyone's going to enjoy. Epic! I've got a trail tip of the month you're going to love. We've got uh, some things in the mailbag and some beer and bandwidth sponsors to shout out. Mags Media Musings. What are we going to review this month? We're going to be seeing a little film. Yeah. Talking about it, rather, about the trail we're discussing as well. 
What, what's the name of that trail, Mag? I'm not going to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get that figured out before the end of the show. You're going to have we a... We call it TA. The TA. Oh, the TA. There we go. Right. There we go. Oh, that's okay. great. <laughs> and as always, beer of the month, ask a hiker with DLO, ask a she-hiker with POD, and now it's time for my personal favorite segment. Brian Buck 30 Tansman's Beer of the Month. All right, Buck 30, what did you... <laughs> <laughs> Dilo's giving me the evil eye. I'm not sure, so sure I really like this joke, <laughs> guys. It's, it's not a joke. Our pro, I told you our program director goofed. Yeah. We're just going to have to work out some details post uh, yeah, post-production. Post um, I'm sorry, man. We don't have a program director. We do. No. We do. No, we, we really don't. do. You've no. never met Leo, him, the no. program director. Yeah, Leo. He, he's upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, brought over some microbrews from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh. Okay, so Ooh. now you were in Cincinnati yesterday? I was in Cincinnati yesterday morning. Okay. I was uh, called at the last minute for an immediate drive over to Denver for the trail show taping. Okay, very good. Um, I was told I'm getting reimbursed for mileage. Yeah, Dila will actually, handle that. Actually, what we didn't tell you is we actually require all our guests to bring beer. <laughs> that's, that's, it started with the onion, and, and, yep. and you're, you're second in line. So, um, Oh, and you can submit all reimbursement paperwork to legal at thetrailshow.com. Yeah. Yep, correct. and our crack program manager will have your, your uh, reimbursements right away. <clears throat> Probably in crayon. But yeah, yeah I, w- I won't <laughs> hold my breath. But uh, So I, I was in Cincinnati. I went to this big party store, yeah. and I felt severe pressure. After listening to uh, the trail show and uh, what, what what some might call maybe beer snobs, what and uh, what how, how, how dare you? Did sir? you call us gear snobs? Yeah, come on. <laughs> so I was feel, feeling the severe pressure. Uh, okay. So I, I brought three three different six packs of so three different micro brews. I can't say I, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, what what are you guys I, drinking? What do you have in your hand well, right now? I've got about ten pages to read because I know that POD loves it. When, when the usual D-Lo, you know, goes on and on. What? Yeah. what? Wow, there's some tension in the wow. room, man. Right I, out of the gate, just yeah. firing. I don't know. It's kind of weird here. Yeah, so I've got this uh, Rivertown Brewing Company from Lachland, Ohio. Okay. I actually have no idea where Lachland, Ohio is, but... I'm sure it's near Cincinnati. I'm sure it's near Cincinnati. It's a Hefeweizen. Now, i got to admit, I've already had one of those. And for a Hefe, it's very... Um, how should I say, um, mild? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. What is in that happy bottle right now? Agua. Does not taste like agua. Well, did you take a sip out of it? I did, and I will never again. <laughs> Man, I knew this was going to huh. happen. No, it's not the beer. He's got water in there. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, don't. Oh. Come on, that's a secret of mine. Don't tell people it that. It says Pacific Northwest hops. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I didn't think it was that good, actually. Uh, Max, you've had the nut brown yeah. ale from whom? Mount Carmel Brewing Company out of Cincy and okay. uh, made with maple syrup. Did you just say Cincy? I sure. did. That's how the cool oh kids Oh, my God. Did you put that one in the book, please. <laughs> and so I, and what I do you have, think of it? Wait. Well, oh, well, sorry. Keep going, there, you, dude. Come on. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I thought, thought it was pretty, done. I thought it was tasty. Okay. I liked it. Okay. Is, is it a dessert beer? Mm, yeah, I would say so. Okay. It's got maple syrup and caramel. Can I dip my cookie in it? I bet you could try. Chalk- what are you chocolate. drinking? Uh, have you already gotten the IPA? Max, are you done? Can I go? Please do. You sure? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Only if you're done. Oh, I am done. All right. Done with um, you. No. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> tough stuff. I have the Kentucky IPA from Lexington, Kentucky. You know, Kentucky, they have beautiful scenery, wonderful music, and whiskey. 
Whiskey, That's great culture. It's true. Very good whiskey, by it, the way. They should be proud of their Kentucky roots. Did you mention the whiskey? Bourbon. All right. Kentucky bourbon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I didn't finish talking about my IP. Too bad. What, what do you want to say? Um, it's tasty. Yeah? Keep, yeah, keep. It's, uh, it's, nothing, it's not like super powerful. It's not, extra, it's not over the top hoppy. I'd probably, if I had to put a wager on, I'd probably say 65 IBUs, probably between 5 and 6% alcohol by volume. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, nothing over the top. It's a mm-hmm. decent IPA. Yeah, it's very drinkable. I, it's, I probably wouldn't buy it a second mm-hmm. time. Yep. Buck thirty over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have no idea what the IBUs are. We have no idea what the percent alcohol is. We'll we'll get that. Well, Sweet, then just yeah. drink up, man. It's yeah. probably but on the box. You, you guys are just lucky I didn't bring Bud Light. So <laughs> no, I don't, you, I, no, you're lucky. I don't want to hear it. Bud Light. Yeah, man, we would have shut the show down real fast. Dude. Yeah, we would have found fast. a new guest. Isn't there a Budweiser Premium now or something like that? Oh God, uh, I don't know, but Let's I do get know to the this. News. It's all the news. It's fit to hear. With Mr. Paul Mags Mignanti. Mags, take it away. All right. So the first news item, I'm sure we've all heard about this. Goblin Valley and the Boy Scouts. Oh. What? God. I haven't heard about this. Oh. This sounds like it could be really weird. What could possibly go what? wrong? So you have, what, say, a dozen 12-year-olds, two over, overweight, rednecky-looking Boy Scout leaders. They decided that this rock is a danger in Goblin Valley. Millions of years old rocks. They pushed over the rock and filmed it and went viral. Oh my God! Yes, they and, pushed and they, they cheered and they cheered, woohoo! And went viral, and they got uh, the Boy Scouts of America canned them. They're no longer Boy Scout leaders, and oh, probably have some criminal offenses. Did they go to each each of those individual Boy Scouts and pry one of their <laughs> patches off their? <laughs> well, it was, shirt? The, it was the leaders the, who did. Yeah, it. but you know, know, and they should all be punished, right? They're part of a group. <laughs> well, Goblin Valley, for those who don't know, is in Utah. Very, yep. very, very, very old hoodoos and very dramatic. It's really rock, cool, dramatic especially in a full moon. And I would never been there on a full moon. I have to go. On acid. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. But I've never been there on acid, but if you're going to be on acid, that would be a weird place to go. But if you Google <laughs> Goblin Valley and the Boy Scouts, it's worth watching the video. Just, okay. you, you just we should cringe. post it on our Let's Facebook Let's write page. some letters to the Boy Scouts of America <laughs> condemning this behavior. POD is pretty good with the letters. Uh, I know. Let's sit down um, in one of our intermissions and work with our program manager to get uh, on the official The Trail Show letterhead and get a letter to the Boy Scouts I of like America it. condoning this behavior. Right, moving right along. So, the, speaking of crappy beer from earlier, Coors is laying off people. Come on. Oh, no. You know, 200 company-wide, 30 in Golden, Colorado, just <gasps> up the road. Well, the yeah. microbrew industry is blowing up. Maybe they can get another job. Well, I was going to say, that's part the, of the reason. reason. Because more and more people are drinking craft beer. And that's because of the trail show. That's right. <laughs> so, there was another, uh, yeah, another speed record. Whoa, whoa, wait whoa, a minute. What whoa, is this? whoa. And now we go to Mike DiLorenzo with breaking news. This just in. The trail show has confirmed that many folks will be camping in tents outside of their favorite stores Thanksgiving night in hopes of stampeding in to spend all of their hard-earned money on Black Friday. The trail show does not condone or encourage people to rent bear costumes and wreak havoc upon the urban campers in their tents. Additionally, we must ask that no one in bear costumes try to steal food, beverages, or treats that the campers have brought with them. Again, we do not condone wearing a bear costume around these urban campers, and we will not tolerate posting photos of these bear costume troublemakers on the trail show Facebook page. And that was breaking news with Mike DiLorenzo. 
can I can I just uh, and now back to Max in- interrupt real quick? But that's not really news. <laughs> sure it is. So yeah, another speed record recently. Oh God! I know it's it's news though. It's the year for speed records. Year for speed. JB Benna TRT record: 170 miles in 58 hours, 43 minutes, and 12 seconds. Oh God! I bet you he stayed awake that whole time, no sleeping. Well, it's a relatively short trail. Did he run it? Yeah. That's not, a hi- that's not a hiking speed record, then. Uh, I guess he, it's invalid. It's all crossing now, off the record. Wait a minute. Cross Do we we yeah. need to talk about this because, like, you've got hiking, you've got running. Mm-hmm. These are different records. Well, it's actually maybe supported could, versus unsupported. Yeah, maybe you could do some further research and yeah. get back to us. Get back right. to us okay. next okay. month on this record. Good idea, doing. guys. Okay. Great. Which leads to the next I'll one. Get all over that. <laughs> There's a, I, I missed this one, a Colorado Trail speed record. I heard about this. Oh. What? Ultra style as opposed to our friend Pepper, who did it more traditional style. Scott Jamie, eight days, seven hours, 40 minutes, and 17 seconds, roughly 60 miles a day. Beat the previous record by four hours. And did that, an ultra style. Is that Pepper's record? No. This, oh, Pepper get, holds the traditional. So confusing. I God, know. what I is know. up with these nerds? <laughs> well, you know, well, are you calling Pepper a nerd? What's up with that? No, Pepper's not. He's a nerd. our boy. He's hardcore. Maybe we should do win a day with Pepper. But he too. did chicken out on the date, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And on a different tack, there's Canadian man out for three months. I is yeah. this real? This is real. Marco Lavoie up in Quebec. A bear who maybe dressed in costume, I'm not sure, ate all the guy's food, and the guy got lost. He was on a rafting trip, God knows where, in Quebec, and they finally found him three months later, and he survived. What was he eating or drinking? I mean, what was he doing? Obviously, he didn't have enough food. Didn't have enough food. Just He was barely alive when they found him. I bet. So there you have it. It's an interesting method. Yeah. So... A little more local. Embrace your brutality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, boy. This is the best news item of the year. December 12th in Golden, Colorado at the American Mountaineering Center. Do we need to get tickets? Yes, you do. Oh, and we I have their, so. we had the in- info up on our Facebook page. Jester, send us some promo tickets, man. That's Five, right. Man. What's up, Come man? on. We know you're listening. You Five listen to, to all of our shows. Yeah. Just that? like Squatch. <laughs> it's 5 to 8 p.m. It help benefit the CDTC. Hmm. So there you go. Cool. $20, or if you're already a CDTC member, $15. Speaking of the CDT, November 10th, 1978, the CDT was designated as a National Scenic Trail. C-D-N-S-T. November what? November 10th, 1978. The anniversary just happened, Elo. So 35 years old. I forgot because I was celebrating so much. What are you doing, Dila? I was celebrating yeah. on Sunday. And our last news item, yesterday's Veterans Day. So to all our veterans, thank you for your service. Especially to Caleb Two Wars. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to you, Caleb. And his buddies who also listen to our show. Yeah. That's right. Cheers. Who he forces it on. <laughs> and that's all the news. It's the slow season, so that's it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's the slow season. I guess so. Yeah. I get it. He okay. was there one minute and gone the next. Mr. Paul Mags Magnanti. That's right. All right. How about a little Noodlehead's Top Ten? Top 10 reasons not to yo-yo. Number 10. Because it's 2,180 miles to Springer. Number 9. Pennsylvania. (laughs) Number 8. Your doctor told you to take a six-month ibuprofen holiday. Number 7. The ATM said, denied. Number (laughs) 6. You're too accustomed to reading the data book backwards. Number 5. Because then you'd be a sobo. Number four, the man won't let me. Number three, 
you already had all the trail tale you can stand. <laughs> number two, it entails walking. And the number one reason not to yo-yo. You ran out of weed. <laughs> <laughs> funnier to hear D-Lo's laugh. You know, <laughs> no, running out of weed would not be a problem on the Colorado Trail. You, not, at, not after true. January. Or, or in Vermont. Vermont's got some medicinal marijuana. Well, just, so no, does no. Laps, just do laps so on the... Uh, Forget about the medicinal. The We're talking about retail, bruh. Retail. January 1st. Oh, actually, so you, it's going to be more like March 1st, but anyway. Is it? Yeah. Well, just in time, you know, a few months before CT hiking season starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and before the CDT through hikers come through, whether they're going northbound or southbound. It's going to be a whole new kind of trail magic. Buck 30, Rocky, what, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about all this this crazy stuff Colorado's doing with their uh, medicinal plants and, and, you know? Just straight up legal. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be tough for CDT hikers. What are they going to do with it at the borders? Ooh, New well, Me- New Mexico, close to Mexico. That's true. Could be dangerous. That's true. You just gotta smoke it all before you cross the Mexican border. <laughs> so at Cumbres Pass, take a yeah. ride on the railroad, just smoke it all up. There's gonna a, be a whole well, bunch of wait, like, wait, pass um, Time out, everybody. There's no border patrol guards at Cumbres Pass. That's true. Yeah, that's a good but point. But if you're yeah. looking homeless, going through these small New Mexico towns, yeah. So what, man? You still have your uh, what's your Fourth Amendment? Still got your Fourth Amendment, man. You do not need to consent to an elite to a search and seizure. Delo knows about this. Just stuff, say, yeah, just say no, the, thank you, officer. I do not consent to having you search my property. And he has to say, okay, thank you. So and that Fourth came from, Amendment, man. Your Fourth Amendment. And that came from legal at the trail show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And for that's all right. of your legal needs, as well as your yogurt franchising opportunities, <laughs> contact legal at the trail show dot com. I like it. Yep. All right, I tell you what, when we get back, we're going to get into our Trail of the Month, the TRL, with Mr. Brian Buck 30 Tansman, who has hiked the entire thing. And uh, who knows, we might have a couple little special treats there for you that you don't even know about. I ate some bad baloney. The Trail Show. Coming to you live from Mike DiLorenzo's charming basement in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado. It's The Trail Show. We will be offering our third ever Trail Show bonus show in early December. For the bargain basement price of 99 cents, you will finally get the answers to lifelong questions like, how can you afford to take five months off to thru-hike a long trail? How do you save up enough money to pay for a long hike? Will leaving my job to go hiking be the end of my career? What do you tell future employers about the gap on your resume when you were gone hiking? We'll also be asking perpetual thru-hiker Buck 30 how he manages to stay on trail nine months out of the year, year in and year out. Get ready for a trail show that has the answers to all these questions and more. Keep an eye on our Facebook page and Twitter feed for more info on bonus show number three. And don't forget... You can get bonus shows number one and number two today at cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show. All right. Trail of the month. The Tay Araoa. Although I didn't put that second R in there. Let's figure hey, this out. Before, we, before we go. Tay Araoa. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy thing to say. Era Roa. Era Roa. Era Roa. <laughs> All right, Dilo, say it three times fast. Te aroa, te aroa, te aroa. You got to like roll the R. I figured P.O.D. would be perfect. Aroa. Yeah, see, that's how Oh, come on. You can't do that to the Maori language. I like the T.A. Real quickly, before we get into the meat of this trail. Kiwi sovereignty, man. Come on, respect the New Zealanders. The T.A. is approximately 1,860 miles long, or 3,000 K, if you're into that kind of thing. It goes from the top of Cape Ringa at the top of the North Island to Bluff at the bottom of the South Island. And we're talking about New Zealand people. He said Bluff right, didn't he? It, he did, but he said it's Cape Rianga. Rianga. There you go. Rianga. So the trail was apparently a dream of a Kiwi. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Chapel. about 20 years ago. He did an epic end-to-end scouting hike in 99, and since then has pieced the trail together for the official opening, which occurred at the end of 2011. Just to interrupt real quick, Disco's blatantly pa- plagiarizing from my journal. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're in the room, so I figured it was okay. But you did a great job summarizing it. Well, I, that's well, so, what I read yesterday. Well, so give us some more background, Buck30, about the TA. Maybe t- you should read that. The TA. Why the yeah. hell is Disco reading this? The coolest thing about uh, you know, Jeff Chapel and, and th- correct me if I'm wrong here, if there's someone in America who's done this, but he actually... Uh, he actually went out to, by himself and scouted the trail by himself, a completely new route. It wasn't like, you know, mm-hmm. Benton McKay or whoever, you know, saying, hey, I think it would be awesome to have a trail. You know, now go out there and build it, you know, 5,000 Boy Scouts. This guy actually went out there and just walked the length of New Zealand with nothing down on foot and actually just developed the trail himself, proposed it. I mean, he didn't build the whole thing himself, but he, he actually did this really, really epic hike. Yeah, that's cool. D-Lo. Isn't that what Blister Free did? Yeah, so... I was thinking. Yeah, I so was in just the U.S., the, the Hey Brett Duke, Tucker. Blister Free, G-E-T, you know, Hey Duke Trail. Yeah. Um, who, who did the Hey Duke Trail? Two other gentlemen. I forget uh, their names. Two name. gentlemen from Moab area. Edward Abbey. Mike, Mike and Scott, I think. Were yeah. Their, Mike and somebody were their names. But there, there aren't any, like, major, major long trails in America that were actually, like, built like this New Zealand trail. Hmm. Um, and he actually has a, he has a really, really cool book that he wrote. Maybe 10 years ago, about his epic hike. That's because Americans are focused on having government run their lives for them, and they won't do anything on their own except for lean on big government to take care of their lives. Buck 30, how long does it take to hike the TA? Uh, it's, it's probably f- at, at like a regular through-hiker pace. Like you do the PCT, it's yeah. like a four-month hike. And so I was reading, I was reading on your blog, which we'll, we've actually already put a link up to, but so um, miles per day is a little bit different on the North Island and South Island, right? Yeah, I mean, the, nor- the North Island is going to be your, you know, more easy type trail, more, more, more road walking, more easy stuff. And then the South Island is, is a lot more gnarly. So you're going to, you know, I, I was averaging maybe 30K, uh, like 18 to 19 miles a day on the North Island. Okay. And then more like 25K on the South Island, so like 15 miles a day. Wow. Okay. And, and just to give our listeners a little perspective, Mr. Tansman over here is no stranger to long trails. He, he actually has more miles than anybody in this room. Wow. Um, a triple Indeed. crowner, almost twice over, hikes of, what else, man? Pacific Northwest Trail, Arizona Trail. I know this is going to embarrass you, but I got to do it. Um, hey, Duke Trail. What, any other trails? TA. Uh, Colorado Trail. Colorado Trail, sure. Um, and I've done uh, several long ones in Australia. Yeah, and you what, went on a really romantic uh, kayaking trip, right? I, I, I <laughs> kayaked the Mississippi River and several uh, several bike trips. So, right. uh, but so so when you say fifteen miles per day on the South Island, like it might be even less for a less in shape or a less experienced hiker. 
right? Yeah, I mean, we we were. I went. I had a, my friend Annie came with me, and our, we went together, and uh, we, uh, you know, we were hiking fifteen a day, and we had several segments that were over a week, and then you yeah. know, talking to other hikers who had probably never hiked a trail before, they were carrying ten, twelve, or fourteen days of food for. Segments Whoa. that we were carrying wow. six to seven days. See, I thought Wait maybe that was because you were doing a lot of partying yeah, on the south. No. Four, did you just say fourteen days of food? There, there was a couple of people. I mean, there was. I mean, pretty much everyone we met for a couple of sections in the South Island were carrying at least ten to 12, 12 days of food for sections Whoa. that we, we were carrying like six to seven. Why? They were taking naps, weren't they? All day, all huh. day naps. Well, you know, I've heard of certain people needing a little more food. You know when. Certain things happen on the trail. You get the um, munchies. So, I mean, it, you know, maybe that was part of it. I don't know. I don't know, Buck Theory. You tell me. Absolutely. Amendment 64 is really big over there. <laughs> Do they have Kiwi Twinkies? Uh, they don't. North, northbound or southbound? Most people go southbound. There's really okay. no, there's no good reason other than the guidebook's written that way. And there you go. the North Island is, is really cool, but the South Island is just amazing. How, how about the weather? It's it's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's tight. So it's you know if you ask a Kiwi, they'll say it can snow any day of the year in New Zealand, which isn't really that helpful. But um, hmm. October to April is the season. Uh, That's a yeah. big window. Well, but it, those are shoulder months. You know, ideally November to March is is really when you want to hike it. Um, it's it's it is like the AT though. Months? You've got time. Yeah. Like, yeah, you you don't. It's not like the CDT where you, you gotta hike. Right. It's you, you, I, I did it in maybe four to four and a half months, but you can take five or six if you want. Yeah. So it's southern hem- hemisphere. So the seasons are reversed. So you're basically if you start your hike in October, it'd be equivalent to starting here in March. Like. As far as wouldn't yeah. it be springtime? Yeah, I mean, in October I, in New Zealand. Yeah, it would okay. be, but it wouldn't. I mean, I started in December. I, I okay, so that's. I would have rather started in, and I finished in April. I would have rather okay. started in November and finished in March. I know where we're okay. going for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, President's Day weekend. We next go. Year. To, we go to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We should do it. Hey, it sounds good do to it. me. We should. Uh, um, don't, don't go if you can't through hike it. Oh. That's the plan. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm all in on that. We might need some subs, though. Buck 30, what's your availability uh, <laughs> next Christmas and Thanksgiving? I'm all in. All right, Sweet. good, good. Okay. Um, Wait, you're all in to do the trail show or go back to New Zealand? To do the trail show. Oh, of okay. course. There'll be yeah. three of us. It'll be great. Well, I mean, he had signed a contract. He th- <laughs> the, the triplets. I, I've quit my job. I've given up my apartment for this. Um, <laughs> so should we mention that, how there's an uncanny resemblance? Yeah, we should. We should. So It's kind of the running joke at this point. Yeah. So actually, we need to put a photo up on the Facebook yeah. page. These two guys. Yeah. I mean, you're, they're actually wearing matching shirts almost, same colors. I mean... Is there any relationship, Mags, Buck Thirty? Are you guys I, related in any way I, that you know of? I, I don't think so. I mean, are you Italian? No, but I'm I'm Jewish and have been mistaken for Italian. Well, and, there's lots of Jewish for, people that are Italian. And so is Mags, I, oddly enough. I, yeah. I dated a, a Jewish girl way back in the day. Her grandmother said, "Well, at least he looks like he could be Jewish." <laughs> That's what she said about you. Yeah, I would have told her to go suck eggs in Boston, yeah, boy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll put a picture up on Facebook. We'll let the Trail Show Nation judge for themselves. You, you know, POD is always insulting Mags about the chest sweater. 
Yeah. yeah. Should we have some sort of picture on Facebook comparing the two? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't top, know, dude. Topless photo. Maybe, that might be too hot for TV. But I think if that's the case, we got to throw D-Lo in there, too. <laughs> oh we can say, we could just, just the chest, and we can have listeners guess who. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the back, too? Oh, dear. As well as the top of the butt crack. This is oh weird, dear. man. This yeah, this, this is, is I didn't sign weird. up for okay, this, man. Okay. I did not sign up for Let's this. Let's get back to Awkward. the TA. Awkward. Let's get back to the TA. Print. Talk to me about um, trail tread. So you mentioned road walking earlier, which which made me a little nervous. How much of the TA is road walking? What yeah, we- so there's um, I mean there's there's still a good amount. It's like the CDT that was probably twenty or thirty years ago. I, I, I guess that on the North Island or total, well, it's mostly North Island. The North Island is like the populated island in, in New Zealand. The South Island is super unpopulated. I, I would actually say that on the North Island, there's probably three hundred k of actual like paved. St- road walking. Ouch. That's 180 miles. Can you hitch it easily? Come on. Oh. That, that's, that's... You, you, you can, but you wouldn't be proud of yourself after you're I would Ooh. be proud of myself because that's making a good it, decision it, right It's there. actually not that bad. It's like you, you leave town, you walk a couple miles with cars, and then you're just in the middle of oh, nowhere. Okay. You know, it's, it, I mean, it's really not worth hitching is what you're saying. No, I mean, most people do. And, it, it, you know, I, I mean. I hate hitching. I, I, I mean, it's, I do too. I'd rather walk two miles I than agree, hitch. man. But hitchhiking in New Zealand is easy from what I understand. Yeah. It's super right. easy. But actually, the problem with hitchhiking is that there is there is so much road walking. Well, there's enough road walking that if you, you hitch once, you're just going to hitch the whole trail. So, Buck so, 30, what I'm hearing is that you're recommending all TA hikers actually hitchhike the, uh, the uh, TA. I mean, come on, man. What, what, just, what, just what kind of strategy thing. is that? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking if there's like a twenty mile segment on the road. No, no, there, there there's some good segments of, of paved road walking, but it's I mean three hundred mile or three hundred k, one hundred eighty miles. It, may, it it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Come on, just suck it up and walk. Yeah, in the it's, yeah walk mean, the trail. It, it's I'm not that tough, and I walked it, so it's, uh, it's true. All it's, right, talk uh, talk to us about camping. Can you camp on the TA? Do you have to stay in huts? Are there shelters? What do you got? Yeah, Hostels? so this is like one of the greatest things about the TA. So I mean, you can camp anywhere. It's the country's so. So such a little population. You, you spend tons of time camping on just nice. farmland, hmm. anywhere you want. A lot of times it's probably private property technically, but, I mean, it's just farmland. No one, no one would care anyways. It's, it's just gorgeous. But then the best part is that there's a huge hut system in New Zealand. The whole country, uh, there's over 800 huts Whoa. in what? a country that only has like 4 million people. Wow. Now, the TA itself hmm. doesn't have 800 huts, but there's, just, there's, there's, there's huts everywhere. Um, the North Island, not so many. I was on the North Island for about two months. And I only stayed in about eight huts. Mm-hmm. But on the South Island, I was on the South Island for about two months. And I, I, I stayed in probably over 20 huts. I took breaks in probably Whoa. 20 or 30 huts. And these, are like, these aren't like AT shelters. Okay. These are like pretty you – know, some of them are pretty nice huts. You know, they're fully enclosed, hmm. you know, mattresses. Hot tubs. Uh, right, hot tubs. Showers. Uh, run, uh, no, no showers. Uh, running water. Um, Do they suffer from the same – Mouse problems that some AT shelters no, are infamous for. Not at all. No, not at all. You See, have to be I, I careful. I could dig this. The possums you got to be careful for, but not in the shelters. So you you mm. talked about the weather window. Talk to us about rain. How often does it rain there in New Zealand? It uh, it, it rains a lot. Now, does had, it rain all day for days on end, or no, does it? But what happens? I mean, it's. I'm trying to think what I could compare don't, it to. Don't look at me when you talk to me. <laughs> it's got. <laughs> oh, whoa. whoa! No, no, come on, guys. This is. Yeah, this it's is, you know microphone. Edited. This is this is just D'Lo. This is what he doesn't like people to camp next Man, to me. I, yeah. I take, I take, so. I take over his show. And James Manchamp coming for you. <laughs> D'Lo's grandmother said it's nice to be a bastard. <laughs> Go suck eggs. Coming boss. for you, James Mancha. 
as a complete side note in support of DL, I hate it when people camp next to me. <laughs> who, by the way, who the f*** is James Mancha? He's the one who wrote that. I, don't, I probably yeah. didn't get his last name right. Okay, okay, sorry. Buck and 30. I have another word for him, but we can, I'm, I'm not to steal Buck 30's thunder here. Okay, please. So, yeah, it, it, it can rain a ton on, on the Tearoa, but it's yeah. like the AT. It's hit or miss. You know, it can rain yeah. a ton. It's higher consequences out there, though. I had a really wet North Island. I okay. swam two rivers. Wow. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Wow, that's awesome. We- <laughs> you, you like you, cool. you, you could, it was too deep to actually ford? Yeah, so one of them we actually it was Whoa. it was narrow enough to um we actually well I crossed and then we, we threw our packs across and then we and then and then my, 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 my friend Annie crossed. The second time I actually swam across a river that was flowing into the ocean. Whoa! That's Whoa. Cool. Oh my gosh! I mean, there man. was there was essentially nothing else. I mean, it was just swollen rivers, and I mean, it's it's. I, I think they say you know more people die of in, in rivers in New Zealand than anything. Oh, so it's, oh it's man, really, you're really selling cool. me on this trail now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's the one danger. It's like being hit by lightning in Colorado. Like it's the it's the scariest okay. thing is like. Okay. So was the was the river swimming sketchy? Like, is this swift current? It, it was. I mean, it was, it was okay. I mean, the, the the one the one that I swam that went into the ocean, it, it was okay. But um, yeah. I mean, it was probably at least. 60 or 70 feet wide. How did you keep your pack dry when you're like swimming? Yeah, or do you I put do? everything in the compactor bag. Right. And then you just put the pack in front of you and I actually like just had it on my it. back and just doggy paddled. Oh, okay. Neat. So. Sounds uh, safe. <laughs> wow. But yeah, yeah. So that, that's what the rain can do. But then at the same point, um, it can be dry and you could be totally fine. Did you carry an umbrella? I did not carry an umbrella or yeah. do the praya mantis. Uh, well, the technique, the man. Technique. Come on, What's get the into that. What's the mantis but technique? I've already talked about oh it. Oh, maybe yeah. we should have yeah. a bonus show on on techniques, not necessarily gear. Ooh, wow. Ooh that's a good idea. That's interesting. Yeah. We have a we have a uh, ask how to keep a hiker your weed question. Dry. Yeah, how to keep so, your weed dry. Where to stock up on your weed? <laughs> how to smuggle your weed across the border? <laughs> how. How does the TA compare to the Triple Crown trails or other long trails in the U.S. that our <laughs> listeners might be familiar with? Uh, I mean, if, you, if you've hiked the, the PCT and the CDT, you, you have to go hike the Tearella. I mean, but Now, no you questions. didn't mention the AT there. Why, if you've Why hiked, not? Uh, well, if you've, hiked, no, I mean, if you've hiked the Triple Crown, you, you have to go hike the Tearella. I mean, it's, it's probably, in my opinion, it's the best country-spanning trail that you, you, know, you, you haven't hiked. So it's, it's the best fourth trail. For those looking for it's like what the is... fourth meal at Taco Bell. This is the fourth trail. Exactly, the fourth Ooh. trail. Really? Yeah. So, but I mean, if you if you haven't hiked the PCT or the CDT, mm-hmm. then I, I mean, you, you can do it. I met a lot of people out there from other countries yeah. who had never hiked a long trail before, and, and, and people do it. I mean, but your friend Annie did it, right? She'd hiked the PCT before. Oh. So, I mean, I, the people I met were were mostly struggling, um, and it looked like it was. A, a lot more painful to not have that experience from, yeah. from other trails. But maybe trails. they got it eventually, you know? It's like, you got to start somewhere, right? Maybe. All right, real quickly, what are there any common misconceptions about the hiking in New Zealand or the TA? Um, yeah, I, I think this is why a lot of people out there, actually, there's an, the highest percentage of people that I've ever met on a, a difficult trail that really had never hiked a trail before. So it would be like being on the CDT, and 75% of the people you met had never hiked the AT or the PCT. Wow. Yikes. Okay. So, and the misconception is, is this. New Zealand is, is an amazing place to go, right? It's gorgeous weather. They have this system of great walks where people from all around the world come and hike all the time in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And the TRO mm-hmm. is, is nothing like that. I mean, hmm. it's, it's not this easy, super easy walking path that you know, everyone thinks of New Zealand. It's, it's just as, it's gorgeous, but it's, it's, it's by no means easy. I, I'd say... 80% of the trail or more 
you, you never see another person that's not hiking the Tearawitz. What about um, the route finding? Yeah, it's um, that, that was actually easier than I expected. Um, you know, if you're reasonably proficient with it, you know, there's a good map set these days. Okay. Um, you know, you can upload a, a GPS file kind of from, you know, kind of a Google Earth file. And, you know, there's a good set of track notes. And if you're just comfortable paying attention, I, I, it wasn't that bad. I mean, there's, there is cross country, but the trail's only getting better. They've, they're throwing up thousands of markers, you know, well, maybe not thousands, but they're throwing up a ton of markers every year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's getting marked better. But there's a lot of cross country. Um, there's some bushwhacking. There's just tons of turns. Like you're doing stuff. You're never on a trail, it seems like, for 30 miles. It's like, you know, you walk five miles, oh. turn off, walk a mile, turn somewhere else, walk a mile, turn somewhere else. So if you're not paying attention, yeah. you're going to be lost. This is tough. You're saying you can't zone out. Yeah, well, this you, is, I love to zone out yeah. on trails. So this is, this, this would be tough. Right. Maybe I'll take somebody else. What about graffiti? Whoa. What about <laughs> graffiti and vandalism on the trail? Yeah, there's, 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 there's tons of it. Um, some guy mags, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Wow. You saw some mags tags. Mags. Mags tags. But the important question, did you see hobbits? I did not see hobbits. However, are you, is that like a Lord of the Rings yeah, thing? Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so now if, correct me if I'm wrong, but apparently part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy was filmed on the South Island and somewhat near the TA, from what I've heard. Yeah, the, Could, the, 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 Couldn't you all pass those hobbits? Oh, man, this is... I'm more of a dwarf than a hobbit. You know, a little but wider. look at D'Lo. No, actually, we could not pass his hobbits. Thank you. Can you let Brian answer the question? That'd please. Be great. Please. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Lord of the Rings, I mean, I don't, I'm not a Lord of the Rings person, but yeah. it's been filmed all over New Zealand. And actually, you, in uh, Tongariro National Park, you can, if you know Mount Doom, it's like this. Okay. Anyone know Mount Doom? It's sure. Like this, mm-hmm. Doom. Yeah, it's this awesome volcano. No. So the trail goes through the park. It's kind of like a little Yellowstone geyser, or not geysers, a fumaroles and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, and there's and there's you can climb the volcano. It's off the trail. I mean, it's it's right there in front of you. Oh, I don't go off trail. Yeah, you climb the volcano. <laughs> Several months after I hiked it, the trail was closed through there because the volcano was erupting. Sweet. So that's New Zealand. Really? That's New Zealand for you. Wow. Wow. Yep. So I have to confess, you know, I do have a geek side, I admit it. So no, surprise, Mag. surprise. Mags, well, we would we wouldn't. Have, so when I knew no. we were doing this as a trail of the month, yeah. I rewatched the entire trilogy this past month. Well, really? Oh my god. Extended edition. Oh my Dilo, please. <laughs> control your friend. So you have to go climb Mount Doom, right? <laughs> Mount Doom. Fifteen what, hours. Sorry, were you talking to me? Can do you what? say Mount Doom, Dilo? Dilo. Why? In, in the voice, please. What, what voice? I have lots of voices. Which voice do you want me the to The voice that would be appropriate. The she-hiker Mount voice. Doom. Mount Doom in Mordor. <laughs> I wonder if Sky God lives on Mount right. Doom. Hold Idiot. on, let me try that again. Mount Doom. <laughs> Look at his hair. <laughs> what? What's wrong with my hair? You've got like a little crown. Hey, don't worry about me. All right. Any more questions about the TA for Buck 30? Sounds like an awesome adventure. It sounds like a rough trail that you probably shouldn't do if you haven't done some hiking before. Unless you go with a strapping young lad who already has done some hiking. Who can like carry Annie. your pack across that swollen river. So everything you need to know about the TA is on Buck 30's Post Holder Journal. We've posted a link to it on the Trail Show Facebook page. Check it out. Give it a read. Think about it. And you may just find yourself on the TRO yourself. Real quick. Well, we've got Buck 30 here in studio. I want to tell you a little story about our friend, Brian Tansman. So back um, in April, during episode 11, I fully meant to tell this story, and somehow it slipped my mind. But 
Um, as most people know, I hiked a 130-mile stretch of the Hayduke Trail with Buck 30 and Skittles in April over the Henry Mountains. And as we were taking the Escalante detour into the town of Escalante, we had to go up Harris Wash. And I was right behind Buck 30. And Harris Wash, uh, it varies in width, but <clears throat> it was about, I don't know, roughly six feet maybe where the incident happened. I was right behind Buck 30, and I could see him kind of like scouting out. He was going to jump. He was going to pole vault himself across the creek and jump to the other side. And um, so, I, I, you know, I was watching, and he jumped, and the the bank was sloped. So he landed on a sloped <laughs> bank with both feet flat. I mean, if you can imagine someone jumping across the creek, they landed on a slope yeah. bank, flat feet, and it's it's it happened in slow motion. He planted his feet and he immediately fell back like a turtle on its shell, right into Harris Wash. I don't know how deep was it, Buck Thirty Six inches a foot? What are we talking? Yeah, it was probably a foot. Yeah, probably two feet. So anyway, he's on his back. His backpack is fully submerged, and he just he's just frozen. He's so shocked that this has happened because this has never happened to him before. You can tell. He just he's just shocked. He's just frozen there in the middle of the creek. And I, all I start hearing is profanities and curse words, and he rolls over and gets up, and I just start, I lose it. I can't even contain, my, like, 30 minutes of hiking, I'm, I'm, I'm almost wetting myself. Is know. there video of this? There may have been a couple dribbles, even. <laughs> I don't know. There is no video. There's oh. no photos. But Buck 30, do you have anything to say for yourself? You could say that it didn't happen. No, the, the worst thing was, was that it was a cold morning, and I was trying to keep my feet dry, and probably five minutes later, there was just, you know, an unjumpable, un rock hoppable creek oh that's right you had dry feet at yeah. the time so I, I mean i went through this this nightmare that, that gave disco <laughs> laughter for eternity <laughs> for literally no reason oh there was a reason man all right if you don't want to say anything more about it, i just wanted to share that with the trail show nation and let them know you know even even people with twenty thousand plus miles under their belt sometimes make mistakes on long trails oh, thank you disco you're welcome it- all right Mags? I was just like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's That's a, right. It's a, what, what is it? It's nice to be nice? It's nice to be nice. <laughs> and it's okay to make mistakes. Unless you D-Lo, then you're a bastard. <laughs> All right, when we get back, I'll have a tip of the month. Donate $10 or more before Thanksgiving, and we will mail you a trail show sticker. Kaboom. The trail show. Mags. Raise a glass. The trail show is back. This month's trail show is sponsored by a longtime listener who would like to remind the trail show community that since we are approaching the season of giving, please consider making a donation to your favorite outdoor nonprofit. Your contribution will be tax deductible and you will be helping a great cause. Many outdoor nonprofits make donating online quick and easy. Donate for yourself or on behalf of someone else. And thanks for remembering all the outdoor nonprofits that mean something to you during the season of giving. All right, before we get into trail tip of the month, let's talk about trips. 
We've been on a few trips since the last show. We have. Max, do you want to lead? Well, I was going to say, why don't you two, since you All right, so it. P.O.D. and I went to Seattle. We did go to Seattle. And we did a very short 0.4-mile through hike of the Japanese Garden <laughs> <laughs> in Seattle. It was so beautiful. It was amazing. The fall colors were in full, mm-hmm. full glory. And we did the whole loop. Um, we were thinking about yo-yo, and we did not yo-yo. Nope. It was amazing. If you're ever in Seattle, do yourself a favor and head over to the Japanese Gardens and Arboreum. And then look up the Midori Bakery and do not pass up an opportunity to go there. Big ups, Ryan, Troy. That's right. Now, I do want to say about Seattle. Seattle is a great city to go to if you're into walking because you can walk all over the place. All these different interconnected parks and arboretums and it's really cool. And we did visit a couple breweries, including one I will mention. Very good. Fremont Brewery yep. Company. Very good beers. Nice. And great atmosphere. And you know what? Fantastic. The prices of growlers yeah. in Seattle and in Michigan are half of what they are in Colorado. $5? $7. Wow. So think about this. That's four pints of beer. You could walk in, get yourself a growler. You got four pints of beer for 7 bucks. You take it back to your table. You sit down. You got... Four pints of beer for and seven I, bucks. I've found that the prices of growlers differ greatly from brewery to brewery. I found that as well. Yeah, and I've I've never found any seven dollar growlers in Colorado. So, message to the Trail Show Nation: If anyone knows of any, let me know. Yeah, have you guys transitioned from through hiking to fall foliage tours? <laughs> <laughs> is that oh, going to be? Is that wow. the new thing? Well, yeah. we had to go visit my brother, and he's not much of a throw hiker. Hiker. I know, but so, it, it was. I, I was. I was reaching for the fences there. You know, yeah, that was like the true. only half trip that we did this past well, month. Well, I so. saw. I mean, I saw the pictures you posted on on Facebook of the. the you seem pretty excited about the the bright yellow aspens and. Uh, well, no, it was more the Japanese maples. We don't have red here in Colorado. No, it's it's odd to see something that's not yellow in yeah. the fall. If you see something that's orange or red, it's pretty it's, spectacular. It's crazy. You know what tree was really red this year? That uh, sugar maple out back. Mm. In Delo's garden. You could do a tour of Delo's garden. Could. <laughs> yeah, Is that we, like point zero five? I'll set, I'll set you up with a wheelbarrow. I got a couple <laughs> yards of mulch coming on Friday. Didn't we do another trip? We went to CB. Oh, yeah. We just got back from Crested Butte. We did yep. do a few day hikes, if you will. Yep. We did. It was it was so beautiful. Oh, the weather this past weekend was fantastic. But Mags went to Rhode Island. He traveled cross country. So I went to the homeland, visited the family. So my yeah, very adorable yeah. niece, she, you know, I, I moved 2,000 miles away to get away from this. I go back home. Uncle Pauly. Hey there, boy. <laughs> but we actually went hiking in Rhode Island, believe uh, it or not. Did you go wow. to, to Jeremoth Hill, or, or what are we talking? <laughs> we went to Arcadia Management Area. I've been there. Which, um, it, peak foliage in Rhode Island. And, you know, it's not hard hiking, but it was yeah. a weekday. And I forgot how much I missed New England hardwoods. Yeah. And the red maples. Oaks. And that crunching of the leaves. And that, and that smell. Yeah. And it's that damp leaf smell. That's just yeah. so New England fall. It was a crisp day. and Maple a, syrup. We got some Rhode Island maple Donuts. syrup. D'Lo, isn't there a song you normally sing when you start reminiscing about the fall? Something yeah. about the Reaper? There is. Okay, cool. But it was just a nice little hike in my home state. I thought this is pretty nice. I mean, I wouldn't move back there, yeah. Mom. But uh, 
Um, it was just nice. But we went to another place that is really beautiful, in my opinion. And, and, is, and is really one of my favorite places in the entire East Coast. It is off the coast of Rhode Island. It's called Block Island. It's yes. 14 miles off the coast. Um, did you swim it? I did not swim it. We oh. took a ferry. And yeah. um, it has Mohegan Bluffs, which are 300-foot cliffs off the ocean. Very cool. Some old lighthouses. Uh, very primitive, you know, not very maintained beaches, very rocky, pretty much go anywhere. It's just very beautiful. And it's been so long since I've been there, and it was nice to be back. But I think you, Disco, have a story about Well, it. I lived in Rhode Island for a year, um, back right after I finished the AT at the end of 99. And I, too, got familiarized with Block Island. Um, I would take the boat out with a bicycle and then bike all over oh. the island. Because there's, uh, there's only about eight miles worth of paved Ten, roads. Nine square, it, nine square miles total of the island. Yeah, and I think as far as like roads go, there's only like eight miles worth of paved roads. You can bike it in less than an hour. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you're on your bicycle, you might have a tent in your backpack, and even though there's no camping allowed in Block Island, sometimes it gets dark and you have no other choice but to go to sleep. So there's some amazing places, you know, you can uh, fall asleep at on Black Island. I can't recommend that. I mean, you'd have to... it's illegal. It's illegal. Um, don't do it. Uh, Mohegan Bluffs are amazing. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Dilo, did you have any trips this past month? Um, I made a lot of trips with a wheelbarrow oh, filled God. with stones. Yeah. What, what, Mags? So... I did nothing really big, but one's a callback to last month about meeting a hiker babe, kind of. Yeah, so, I thought you were married, no, sir. No, this has involved me directly. So I've been doing a lot of climbing in the foothills. It's a great time to go climbing. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. the first flat iron, very classic. My buddy and I were on top of the first flat, beautiful fall weather. No desire to go down. We're just enjoying it. And there's this young couple, mid-20s maybe, 25 or 26. And they say, oh, if you want to go down first, like, nah, nah, you can go first, repelling down. Uh, we're just enjoying it. So the boyfriend goes first. Okay. But it was obvious his girlfriend was very experienced, so it was kind of unusual. Hmm. And she says to us very nicely, oh, do you think you can make sure I'm tied in okay before I repel down? Okay. Like, okay. It's something a boyfriend should do who's obviously very experienced, climber, whatever. And you have to repel down for those who don't do it. You have to trust gravity and the fact that you're tied in correctly to get down safely. She starts bawling her eyes out. Oh, no. I can't do this. I'm too tired. And I don't blame her. The boyfriend yells up, where are you? What's going on up there? Like really oh angry. God. And I'm thinking, what a jackass. Wow. So I say this is a callback to last month's show. If you're fortunate enough to meet someone you're compatible with who enjoys the outdoors, don't be a jackass about it. Yeah. You know, you may be more experienced. Be patient. Because all I can think of is... Well, it, be safe, man. That's, that's I mean, no this, joke. It's one thing if you're hiking. I mean, not that you can't get into trouble with hiking, but if you get tired, you rest, and you turn around, you're climbing. Yeah. If my buddy and I weren't up there, how is she going to get down safely? Yeah. <laughs> so, and when you repel, you always say, on repel, off repel. She yelled, on repel. He says, I know. Why do you think the rope's taut? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, man, this guy, dude, this so, guy. I hope when she got down safely, which she did, we are chanting around, oh, you're doing great, you're looking good. Because it's not her fault. Well, yeah. No. And, and I'm thinking, oh, I hope she, he gets a yelling at. <laughs> yelling? Well, I mean, you know. Let's say adios, buddy. Yeah. W- were her knots legit? Well, only because my friend Mark, who's extremely safety conscious, checked her. He actually tied, tied her incorrectly, made sure the auto block was on. So you could repel. I mean, he checked her out, make sure she was safe. She had no wow. idea what she was doing. I don't blame her because mm-hmm. if you're the person who doesn't know how to climb as well, 
the most yeah. senior person makes sure the junior gets down correctly. Yeah. Well, it's also cool that she was willing to ask for a yeah. second look because I think if that had been a dude who was unsure, I bet you he wouldn't have asked for a second That's look. That's true. Testosterone poisoning. Just saying. Especially. Just saying. D-Lo, just saying. <laughs> um, I'm just saying that this is not hiking. Ooh, Ooh Max. Uh, we had a hike four miles in to get to the climb. Yeah, but uh, you're not you're you're dwelling on the fact that the gear and you know the gear coaching and whatnot. This it was is a not shout hiking. out to a previous. How is it that how is have. it that we can talk about this but we can't talk about cross country skiing? Because we'll, we'll be talking about it next month, of course. Exactly. So, so Buck Thirty had a recent trip this month. He did a little thousand plus mile walk on the Appalachian Trail from Mount Katahdin to Front Royal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the look of excitement and joy in your face just says it all. Well, well now let's talk about this, Buck Thirty, because you've you'd already threw like the AT once. You had done um, Springer to Front Royal previously, so you went back to kind of finish this thousand tidy plus, it up. tidy it up, if you will. How was it going back to the, the good old AT? I mean, it was awesome in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I n- I've never hiked in the fall, you know, with the with the leaves changing. I was actually listening to the trail show, wow, listening to you guys talk about how the best hike, one of the best hikes in the country would be doing the long trail in the fall. And I, you were on it. I was right there. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, that, that was nice. Um, but, but otherwise, I don't know. It was, it was tough. I, I was going south in a weird time. Yeah. So you, you when lose. did you start? August 20th. Because uh-huh. so, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't through hiking. It, it didn't matter. You know, yeah. It didn't matter. So... You know, I, I had hundreds of northbounders. You know, the first month coming north, and then just really nobody. So you, you lose all the you, you lose the, the camaraderie of the AT, which is one yeah. of the the best parts. You know what? The best part of this is I hope listeners picked up on this. So we may mention on Buck Thirty Seven Hundred Plus Mile Hayduke Trail hike this spring, and then you just drop you know a thousand plus miles on the AT. Um, if you want to find out how Buck Thirty makes this stuff possible, you know how is he on trail? All nine, the time. All the time, nine months out of the year, every year. you got to tune in to bonus show number three, <laughs> coming to cdbaby.com in early December. Buck 30, please continue. I'm sorry I had to interrupt with that shameless plug there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of, you know, if you've hiked the PCT and the CDT and you don't think the AT is, is, is cool, I mean, I, I think you should go do it. I, you know, I did the AT as half of it for a second time in 2009. Yeah. I went north, you know, normal, normal time of year. And I loved it. I mean, I had already done, you know, the other major trails. And I just, you know, I went out there with the attitude, going to eat a ton of food all the time. <laughs> you know, I won't have to carry like much. It. You know, there's people to talk to. There's fun yeah. people all around. Yeah, it's not the most scenic trail in the world, but it, it's a great experience. I, you know, I just, I was just going down this time, you know, south in a, in a weird time. And, and I really did like it. You know, the fall, I mean, there was nothing like hiking through New England in the fall. I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. just... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just incredible. It, it, I mean, it, it was awesome. But without that, and without you know, fifteen back episodes of the Trail Show on my on my phone. <laughs> there you go, people. I, I mean, you guys brought me through New Hampshire and Vermont. So nice. Uh, I like it, Mags. Yeah. I was going to say. I mean, as much as I'm flattered, I think New Hampshire and Vermont are pretty nice in their own without their Trail Show. It's yeah. true. Maybe even better, depending on the situation. <laughs> so thank you, but you know. And now it's time for Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. (sighs) So this month, we've got a special treat for you because this tip is going to be demonstrated via video on the Trail Show's Facebook page. I call this the sleeping pad pack liner 
blow up. Now, it's something that I actually tried to show Buck 30 in April on the Hey Duke, but I had yet to perfect it. And this past weekend, P.O.D. and I were out in Crested Butte again. We met up with our good friends, the Needleheads, who were on the show last month. And they originally introduced me to the sleeping pad pack liner blow up. So here's the deal. A number of folks out there, which still blows my mind, Buck 30, um, hike long trails and use sleeping pads that blow up. That would be me. And P.O.D. Uh, D'Lo, where, where are you on this thing? Uh, I don't use a sleeping pad. Foam, foam pad? No. Oh, you're a ground sleeper. Just his hair shirt. I, hair I shirt. just, I, I gather pine needles before I sleep. He okay. just shaves first. He brings a machete, cuts pine bows. <laughs> so, so he squishes we, all the hair together. We've probably all seen someone um, in camp at night whose face turns purple <laughs> from like, you know, blowing into their mattress. Maybe they're at 11,000 feet and they can barely get oxygen. But anyway, Nine. it's a bit of a pain. You know, maybe mm-hmm. some people don't care, but it's, frankly, it's a bit of a pain. Next thing you know, you're laying on the ground when you think you had a sleeping pad. Well, you shouldn't have brought an inflatable sleeping pad on three long hikes. That's you should have bought yourself a new one. That's, that's how I think. <laughs> However, there is a big part of the Trail Show Nation that loves sleeping pads. That's fine. Just buy a new one after two years. So there is a way to avoid huffing and puffing into your sleeping pad and introducing that terrible moisture. It's called... The sleeping pad pack liner blow up, and here's how it works. Most of us these days on these long trails, sometimes in lieu of a pack cover, we have a pack liner, which is typically just a trash compactor bag that goes inside the backpack. This item can double as something that will inflate your sleeping pad. But there's a technique, and there's some very key things that you have to do uh, to make this happen. And if you, you know, once you become skilled, you can do it in two full puffs of. This pack liner, Dilo. Would you, just, would you um, just hit that crickets button real quick? So anyway, I'm going to direct everyone to the Trail Show Facebook page to watch it demonstrated because no amount of explaining will make it happen over the radio. What's up, POD? I have a question, though, that relates to this. Please. Is there a way if you have All an right, inflatable... All right, moving, <laughs> moving on. So I'm If sorry. you have an inflatable sleeping pad, is there a way to keep your partner who does not have an inflatable sleeping pad... Off your pad. Is there a way to do that? I think you just tell them that you, you probably don't want to be on this pad because it's really moldy it's on the inside. It's got mold on it. <laughs> because I often wake up I often wake up somewhat pushed off my inflatable sleeping pad. Well I never. And that's it for my trail tip of the month. Wait a minute. Go to Facebook. There was, there was All right, no, go in the no, mailbag. <laughs> there was no tip. It was just like, here this thing is. Check it out sometime soon. There was no tip. All right, so no mailbag. We got some, that was like uh, tipless. That Mag- was like our tipless trail tip of the Mags, month. Mags, did we get some uh, letters there this <laughs> month? What well, do we have? it's more of a mention. Okay. So the Arizona Trail Association, the newsletter, had a shout-out. Yeah. A mention. Well, I'll read it. We'll see how to classify it. So here it is in the AZT newsletter. The Arizona Trail is the trail of the month on the infamous podcast, The Trail Show. Infamous. Infamous what? Broadcast in Boulder, Colorado. If you aren't already a dedicated listener, check out their website. Hosted by experienced, entertaining hiking fanatics, The Trail Show includes Bear of the Month, Trail News of Mags, Trail of the Month, This Goes Trail Tip of the Month, and Ask a Hiker Odilo and a Fair Dose of Mindless Banter. Hey, they left me out. I know. The podcast can be easily streamed and enjoyed every month. It varies from 50 minutes to two hours in length. 
and a library of previous programs is available through their website. Episode 16 features the Arizona Trail, a review of the Arizona Trail documentary, A Walk Across Arizona by Trevor Arwood, Trail News, a recipe of dirt bag energy chews, and much more. Too much more, actually. Hmm. So that was the shout-out mention. From the Arizona Trail Association. Okay, so trail show listeners, the Arizona Trail Association said two things which are questionable. They said we have a lot of mindless banter and too much more to mention. Now, trail show listeners, tell us what you think. Does the Arizona Trail Association like the trail show or do they not like the trail show? I will say on their page, they do like us on their Facebook page. Oh, That's there okay. you go. That they like us. That, there it is, D-Lo. There's your answer no, right there. No, the like button on Everything Facebook on does Facebook not is synonymous true. with whether people actually like or dislike something. Is that what you tell it's yourself they, every night to go to sleep? Something. I, I'm just saying. So that's from the AZT. We had something from Charles L. on Facebook. He says, listening to your show makes me want to ditch the real world and go through hiking. Something epic for at least a month. Keep up the good work. I guess you'd call that good bologna. That that's, is good bologna. It's definitely so, not that's bad That's a fried bologna sandwich. Or so, some would say bologna. Thanks, Charles, for the, uh, the big ups on Facebook. We appreciate that. Um, we had some donations this month. Yep. Does we anybody did. know who they were from? Tim Pines, Glenn Woodward, Aaron Winner. Woo! Big ups. Douglas Eide uh, donated in kind with his USB mic. Thank, Thank you, oh, Douglas. Thanks, Douglas. That awesome. is a sweet microphone. Sweet mic. And once again... Once again, the magnificent Bobby Walters. Woo! And I would like also to mention that it is Bobby Walters' birthday on Tuesday, November 19th. Send send her, (laughs) get on her Facebook page and send her a happy birthday. Yeah, Yeah, you can actually send her like gift cards through Facebook. So go ahead and do that. Oh, and I forgot to mention to you guys that somebody actually donated $1,000 to the trail show but gave me the check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, how that yeah. works. Good. Yeah. Sorry, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and get that into our coffers soon. Hopefully our super fan, uh, Bobby Walters, will uh, sport a picture on Facebook of her newly acquired one-of-a-kind trail show item that no one else has <gasps> yet. Oh, yeah. Wait Wait and I don't even have the Does lead. she have the... Don't say it, man. It, let it be a surprise. That's right. Does she have the... Yep, don't she does. It. And with that, we'll go to break. Whoa. The Trail Show, less gear, more beer. Available now on Stitcher Radio. It's the Trail Show. We are back, and we have stickers available to anyone who donates $10 or more. Head on over to thetrailshow.com. Click the Donate button. $10 or more will get you two of our new, larger-than-ever Trail Show stickers. So, despite our plea, we realize our listeners want gear reviews. Well, yeah? What, what and, you, and What's going on here? Rumor has it that some of the... Our earlier shows had gear reviews, so for this show, at least, we're going to bring it back. You're going to bring it back? We're, and our gear review is Dryer Lint. What? Dry- dryer Lint. Because, you know, if you're on the trails and you're a true outdoors person, you need to build a big honking campfire. 
That's right. As long as there's not a fire ban. As long as there's not a fire ban. But you need a campfire to show you're a true outdoors person. Well, if there's a fire ban, you should just start your fire under a tree so people don't see it. That's right. <laughs> Self-fires. So how would you start this fire? Oh my if God. you're a true outdoors person, you need to pack in dryer lint, which is our gear review of the month. All right. So, so talk to us. You take some dryer lint. You put it under your kindling. Wait, stop. Big step back. Where does one find dryer lint? From the screen in a dryer. <laughs> And you should put it in a 35-millimeter plastic container. Now, wait a minute. What's a 35-millimeter plastic container? For film. You mean like a film canister, oh, yeah. dude? Because if you're a true outdoors person, you where would use you, film. Where would you get a film canister? You, use, you still use film. I don't care. Maybe have one from 10 years ago. That's right. Just kick Okay. Around. And you could coat it in Vaseline like the Boy Scouts taught me. Yeah. What? What? You, what? you coat dryer you lint in Vaseline. Because Vaseline is a petroleum-based product that is quite... Flammable. So I say this is a product of the month to start your big honking campfire. Okay. You just throw the canister right in there, start it on fire. Oh, because you shouldn't shouldn't inhale the plastic fumes. No, what you do is you take a little ball of your Vaseline-infused dryer lint, loosen it up so that there's some surface on the inside, some air pockets for the Some oxygen. Some oxygen, right? Mm. Loosen it up and then build a small miniature teepee of the smallest twigs you can find around your dryer lint. Then you put kindling. Have, have piles of kindling then. handy, and then start your fire by taking your lighter and lighting. This is way better no, than no, trail no. tip of the month, by the way. This is like an actual trail tip of the month. Hey, what man. you were just talking about was... No, 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 no lighter. Screw off, D-Lo. Bullsh- use, flint, <laughs> use flint and steel. Wait a second. Can, can I just use my ISO heat? But, of course, while you're doing this, your friends who have the canister stove have already cooked their meal to eat and have gone to bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so but that's, that's okay. Our... But that's okay because you're going to get the fire going, and you're going to be sitting around the fire drinking your whiskey. Mm, with, yeah. your, with your leather buckskins and wool sweater. And, yeah. um, and if you're by yourself, that's okay because your friends, you don't need them. So that's you've our... got a fire and you've got whiskey. So that's our gear review. Stranahan whiskey, lit with petroleum. So POD doesn't know this, but for the last two months, I've been collecting our dryer lint in a pint-size Ziploc bag. Actually, I did know that. Because did I did see you see it up there? I see the dryer lint like crumpled on top of the dryer every day, and I'm like, well, he must be doing something with that. I'm not going to touch it. I'm saving it up for my next honking campfire. Wait, are you going to go into the dryer lint business? Because I know that some of us out there would actually prefer to purchase our dryer lint on the internet, you know, especially if we live in apartment complexes and things like that where we might have shared dryers and not have access to the oh. amount of dryer lint that homeowners do. Max, go ahead. So, so you would have more. So to make this more in line with modern sensibilities, I am selling dryer lint in Cuban fiber Ziploc bags. <laughs> now, is there a preferred fabric that you dry to get the dryer lint? Yeah. What are we talking? Wools? Are Cotton. we talking uh, rayons? What do we got? Cottons? Silk. Polyesters? I, Talk to me, Max. Polyesters. Anything that really sucks up lint. All right. Buck 30. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Buck Thirty Buck 30 just like. Do you, do you? What do you carry for emergency fire starter when you're besides your yeah. chest hair? Yeah. yeah. What do you what, got? Do, what Buck do you have? Because I know we all have something, right? I've yeah. got. I've got nothing. Nothing. What? What if what? you have to start an emergency fire, man? Belly button lint. Uh, I, you know what he carries? He carries that inflatable pillow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I so, just. So I just revealed one you of the dirty secrets. Have, wait a minute. I've gone away from the pillow. You don't what? have. That's BS. Come you, on, wait, dude. You, you always know, carried the inflatable pillow. Three, I saw it on the Hey Duke trail. Buck 3PO, you don't have um, 
like just a little spare emergency like flammable kit or anything like that? I, some I've matches, got, some wooden matches, and birthday candles. Birthday candles. What do you got? Why do you need emergency stuff? I've got all my maps on my phone. I've got. What if your phone deep six is in the rivers? You're swimming in uh, ta- the you, DA. Never happens. Well, never happens. You know what? If you're in an emergency. Go to our new website we're starting. We can buy a dryer <laughs> lid with Cuban fiber. Cuban fiber Ziplocs. And we'll with get it overnighted to you. So in the morning, they're the size of a your thimble. emergency fire starter kit. So for all you lightweight gear wonks who love gear, <laughs> hey, man. Easy, hey, man. Easy, easy bags. Go to our website, and we will sell you our new gear of the month, dryer lids. And while you're at it, open up a trail show yogurt shop franchise in your neighborhood All right, by emailing legal at thetrailshow.com. Mags Media Musings. What what video did we review this month, sir? Oh, uh, you know, it was one of Delo's fa- <laughs> favorites. Oh, man. I thought I'd be doing, you know, Buck 30 here a favor by watching that thing last well, night. Well, since it's a TA-centric video, well, Buck 30, have you seen well, it? Well, let me, let me I, I have s- seen it. Okay. Well, you, ju- you watched the whole 20 minutes of it? I watched the whole 20 minutes. Yeah, me too. Well, let me just say what it is. It's the okay. TA fast forward. Someone hiked the TA and filmed it. And boy, did he film it. <laughs> He basically the tw- you've got twenty minutes of uh, fast forward footage of somebody hiking the Te Araroa Trail with only two bursts of sound about halfway through and then at the very end that really are only there to scare you if you happen to be zoning out and watching somebody you know fast somebody's fast forward video footage for like nine minutes straight and you're just you know you're still oh. awake you're still awake so about ten minutes into it there's a break <laughs> some sound there's people dancing on the side of the road and you're just like oh my god who's in my house <laughs> what just happened now, now in this guy's defense <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knew he was going to be on the trail show he's not, <laughs> he's not selling it that's a good point no, no. it's available for free on it, YouTube it's just yeah. a 20 minute YouTube yeah. he probably meant to share his family and friends but I guess the main point of this is that people want so much information about this trail. Yeah. It was shared so much on Facebook. It was put on a thru-hiker Facebook page. People were like, oh, this is so great, and they liked it. And it's just a point of view of some guy walking the trail yeah. with no sound. You it, know, if I had a family or friend that made me watch that, I think I would unfriend <laughs> them. But, but no. Here's what I'll say. If you're getting ready or thinking about hiking the TA and you want to actually see what the trail looks like, Go oh, check actually, this out. Actually, go one check thing, this video one thing out. That was super cool about the video was just the progression from on the North Island where things are flatter, a lot more beach walking, yep. to getting onto the South Island where, oh wow, we're up in the mountains. We've got kind of dry areas. We've got you know um, mossy forests. We've got thick forests. We've got open areas. We've got big snow capped mountains. So it was moldy forests. Yeah, it was pretty interesting to just kind of see that progression from. You know, kind of the lusher, more tropical northern island into the uh, drier, more mountainous southern island. I thought that was interesting. One thing I noticed from this video was there was, there was a lot of orange blazes along the way. Yeah, hmm. tell us about those. Is that is that what the is that the blaze of the TA? Yeah, so the the TA is blazed with orange triangles, but I mean it's not. It's like the CDT. You know, maybe ten years ago, it's like hit or miss. Like you have sections with okay. two hundred of them, and then you won't see one for days. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I, I, the only other thing I was going to pipe in was I, I thought it was maybe not a, it wasn't the greatest video, but it was actually a fairly realistic. Yeah, you know, oh, it, yeah. you know, it wasn't like he just showed the greatest parts of the TA. I mean, he showed the road walking. He showed, you know, it was it was a fairly realistic. There wasn't there wasn't yeah. that much rain though. There was only a few, but maybe that's just because it's hard to like hard to film shoot in the rain. Video yeah, maybe he didn't have an umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But oh. it just shows there's such a huge interest. If someone had filmed and think of making a movie. Uh, and, and we may actually know someone that knows someone who has a lot of 
video footage ready to be edited and put it into a some kind of documentary. Now is the time. Now is the time. Is there a Sasquatch in that movie? No. Upcoming film. But maybe Squatch could help out in some of uh, you know, the finer points of video editing while he's got some time this winter between his projects. Well, maybe. We'll have yeah. to put Squatch in touch with Squatch, our friend of a Squatch, friend. Squatch, if you're listening tonight. We have some, <laughs> someone who needs some mentoring. Squatch, if you're listening someone tonight. Someone of a female And we know race. you are because we know you listen to every trail show. <laughs> I'm sure Squatch is listening. <laughs> All right, with that. It's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Ask a Hiker. DiLo, we got a few questions this month. We do. Uh, what do you have? I've got two questions here tonight. Um, let's see here. We'll, we'll start with um, question number one here, which is from The Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters writes, What is the t- best 10-day section of the AT to do in June that is not too difficult for an older man, her father? Hmm. I would have to say something in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I would say that Shannon is because oh, you kind of get up on, you've got balds. Uh, once you get up on one of those ridges, um, it's, it's pretty easy cruising across the top of the ridge. And then you've got like, you know, a short thousand, two thousand foot descent down into a valley, cruise across the valley, climb up to your next ridge and continue. So you've got those kind of strenuous up and downs, thousand, two thousand, maybe three thousand foot gain, whatever it happens to be. I don't really remember. I haven't consulted the AT data book in years, but you know, that seems like a nice place. Okay. Uh, Mags. I was going to say go Damascus North for 100 miles to the Grayson Highlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very beautiful in June. It's uh, by Eastern State, especially wide open. You had the wild ponies. Yeah. Pretty cool. What's the nearest town north of Wild, the wild horses. Isn't it um, a major truck stop roughly 100 miles north, right? I-81. So that'd be a perfect segment. You can start in Damascus. Great mm-hmm. trail town. It's like one of the places on the AT. Oh, yeah. Then you get to this major truck stop with pretty good public transit, I imagine. Perfect section hike. Or lots of truckers to a cost for a ride back down south, down Highway 81. So park your car in Damascus. Plenty of shuttling, too, for that matter. So you don't want to count on uh, hitching. You can get a shuttle service lined up. Yeah. I'm guessing roughly 10 miles a day for a typical person just coming onto the trail. So that's your 100-mile section. And it's very scenic, especially in the spring. Take a side trip to Mount Rogers at the high point of Virginia. So, uh, Bobby, I think you should do that. Damascus North, have a great time. Good scenery. Or check out the Shenandoahs. Either Buck, one. Buck 30. You have Buck anything 30, to throw in here? I Bing. was just going to say, what about the weather? Hot and humid? Well, yeah. June. Yeah, but time, June sure. anywhere. Yeah. I mean, really, anywhere on the AT, it's going to be a little... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ee. You don't want to go to New England in June because it's like black fly mosquito season. Yeah. yeah. They'll kill yeah. you. Or ticks. Well, that's pretty much everywhere. We, we already had this discussion. Well, I don't think the ticks are down south, though. I don't think you have ticks in Virginia. They're called what? chiggers. Oh, dude. Yeah. Do they have ticks in Virginia? There's oh tons. God. Really? I, I got Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever from a tick in Virginia. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Right. Come on, man. I got. A, I had a tick on my jugular in South Carolina. <laughs> Sweet. You remember that after that wedding? I do, because I picked it off. It was disgusting. Nice. Did you save its head to get its head tested to see if it had Lyme disease? Mm, no. no. All right. Question number two. <laughs> <clears throat> This here question is from a gentleman in Utah by the name of Larry Boy. Larry Boy from Utah writes from Utah. Larry Boy! This one's actually for Mags. Yeah! Since he's the most ardent dirtbag cowboy camper. I hope that's cool. Oh, this question goes to Mags. Well, yeah. no, we're all going to answer it. It's a, this, Mags isn't... Larry he's Boy. just the most dirty, that's all. After all, he's usually the one getting scoped in the trail news segment. Scooped? Scoped? Scooped. Scoped. Scooped! So turn about... Is fair play. Larry Boy! I don't know what this really means. All right, so here we go. Having grown up in the East, 
I never gave cowboy camping a shot. It was always too buggy, rainy or humid. As a newly minted Westerner, though, I, ha- I thought I might give it a whirl during a recent trip to the Canyonlands. Two of my three nights went smashingly. The sky was dark. The moon was a bare silver. The trail tale was... Whoa, 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 never mind, sorry. And I saw more stars than I knew existed. On the third night, my bag got soaked by dew and I was cold and miserable. So what gives? What are your tips for staying warm and dry while sleeping under the stars? And before I turn this over to Mags, who I know is going to just be a flurry of amazingly <laughs> valuable information here for Larry Boy, I'm just going to say... Camp under a pine tree. Yep, that's yeah, that's it. Over man. to you, Mags. That's it. Well, it sounds like he camped in a meadow. Mm. Or maybe he was in a catabatic zone. So we should yes. explain this. Okay, yes, well, let's do that. You you guys both covered two extremely good points. Mags, you've got ten seconds. Talk about meadows. <laughs> meadow Ed? <laughs> no. Why can't no, no, we get no. Meadow Ed on the show, guys? Forget about it. So I mean, just based on what he was saying, a lot of dew and moisture. He was camped near water or in a meadow. Yeah. We in cowboy camp, you know, placement of your Ground cloth is very important where you're sleeping for the night. Try to be under the trees, as Mr. D'Lo said. Try to be not in the high point, the low point, but medium point, so all the moisture doesn't sink in. Yeah. So it sounds like low point by a meadow or water, and that's why he had a lot of moisture on his bag. P.O.B., catabatic effect. Go. Well, the uh, lowlands that, have, that has water rushing through it creates a sucking effect of the cold air, which is more... Um, that is lighter than the, or it's heavier than the the warm air. So it, gets, it sucks down all the cold air. Then you get the condensation in the morning. And guess what? It condensates on whatever's sticking off the ground, which in this case has to be your bag. I don't think the catabatic effect is solely um, due to uh, what rushing water, though they might have uh, kind of speeded up. But I think just any sort of lowland area yeah. has colder air sinking down to it. Therefore, it will be colder and the water will precipitate out of but that. But the water definitely... Uh, in- increases the catabatic effect? It does. Yeah. The The flow of the water creates kind of like a suction effect on the I uh, first moisture. heard about the catabatic effect in the PCT Hiker's Handbook by Ray Jardine. Ooh, way back in the callback. day. Yeah. It not only goes for cowboy camping, but also if you're camping in a shelter, whether yep. it be a tarp or a tent. If you put your tarp or tent underneath a tree instead of you know outside the perimeter... You're going to find you're going to wake up to a lot less to sometimes no condensation at all. So think about that when you're setting up your camp. Look for a tree, a healthy one. You don't want to be camped under a widow maker, but you're going to end up with a lot less condensation. So it would be like if you're in the Sangres and you're having a quiet campsite in a meadow mm-hmm. trying to read a book and four people come by in the middle of nowhere and they all say to themselves, <laughs> why is that guy camping there? And he also think, oh, he wasn't very talkative. He probably wanted to be, you know, private and get away from people. So see. the moral of the story is if you want to camp by yourself, you need to camp in a sucky, catabatic zone <laughs> where nobody else Off wants trail. to camp. Off trail. <laughs> Not that we would know anything. No, about- just camp underneath a tree where the, where the people who are like don't know where to camp won't see you <laughs> because you're not out in the middle of the meadow where they say, oh, I bet you you could see the stars so well out tonight <laughs> in the middle of that meadow. Buck 30. Well, I was just going to say that you probably, you probably didn't... Larry was in Canyonland, so there's no trees, right? Right. So he's just no. screwed, right? There's no, no, there's, there's trees. There's trees. Junipers and shrubs. Yeah, it's there's true. actually some, some yeah, old-growth uh, uh, yeah. cottonwoods and it, everything. Some would say it's a PJ forest. Yeah, it, the night before we went into Escalante on the Hayduke, we were all curled up to 
some very stout That's and right. short juniper trees. You were, you were spooning Skittles? Oh. oh. No, 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 no. And please, if you buy a please. creek, there's probably cottonwoods. Yeah. Yeah. There or you, you, go. Could, could, you could camp underneath an overhang of some rock, you know? Mm-hmm. The same idea. The same idea. So I would just. But guess. if you don't have access to trees, then you're just going to have to deal with the condensation. Or Dry your bag out the next day. Camp out a little higher. Don't camp. Or next drape to that. your tent over your bag. Oh, and never camp in a dry wash. Ooh. Yeah. yeah so Why? Cold. Why is that, Dila? Because there could be a tremendous torrential downpour ten miles away. You would never know until the water comes rushing through in the middle of the night when you're asleep. I was. I wrote an article about. Cowboy camping. Oh, God. Let's, let's throw it up. <laughs> I did. Let's so, throw the link up, man. Sorry, I'll post the link tomorrow or something. Sweet. Okay. Very good. There was actually one more question. Do All we right. have it? All right. Okay. Tim From Pines writes, have any of you ever completed the Wheeler Peak Loop in northern New Mexico? And if no. so, how was it? I have. No. Mags, have you? I haven't done Wheeler Peak. I've done that same national forest area. Northern New Mexico is beautiful. It was beautiful? That's all I can say. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Have any of you ever hiked the Pennine Way in England or any of the other national trails in the UK or Ireland? Buck 30. No, but I know someone who has. Oh, tell me. Really? You've heard of this trail? Well, uh, German tourist. She's hiked a big interconnecting series of trails through the UK. She's probably done it. If she hasn't done that one, she's done 10 other ones in the UK. Hmm. Can we so, get her on the phone? I can't get her on the phone, but you can you could Google German tourists. Why is, is she in German in Germany? She's hiking across Western Europe. She's yeah. in Spain right now, I think. Yeah, is she on the Chemin de Saint Jean? No, she's not on the Chemin de Saint Jean. <laughs> she's she on, the, on is some, she on the Under? She's on some other Grand Randonnée route. Okay, well, All right. thanks, know. thanks everybody, thanks, and, and be sure to get us your ask a hiker questions every month. We like to hear what you have to say to us on the show. We talk about it, and we. All right, we want to thank everyone for tuning Wait a in minute. today. Is that it? I guess so. That's it. What I was going to talk about the uh, ski town throwdown, but I'll just do it on Facebook. Well, I, I can. Wait a minute, dude, I can delete skiing. that. This is the trail. Whoa, show. Yeah, right come now, on, dude. Pod. You, you already get put... back into that music. All right. And with that, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in today. Especially like to, Buck 30. We'd like Buck to thank 30. Mr. Buck Brian 30. Buck 30 Tansman for being on the show. Thank you, Buck. Per- permanently? Uh, you know, we're going to need some subs about a year from now. It looks like, you know, D'Lo voided your contract. Sorry about that, man. Son of a bitch. Thanks for being on the show. I think show. it was anyway. some Chinese nationals. Wait, are you telling me that we might not have to record the show every month in a, in a year or so? <laughs> All right, so Don't let me take a vacation, would you now? All this right, month's wait, trail I, show is sponsored <laughs> by a longtime listener who would like to remind the trail show community that since we are approaching the season of giving, please consider making a donation to your favorite outdoor nonprofit. Your contribution will be tax deductible and you will be helping a great cause. Many outdoor nonprofits make donating online quick and easy. Donate for yourself or on behalf of someone else. And thanks for remembering all the outdoor nonprofits that mean something to you during this season of giving. And I just want to add on a very serious note here, if you're able to give, you should give to one of the organizations that will help the people out in the Philippines right now. Yeah, they really could use it. It's a mess out there. It is. You can always find us at www.thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, and now on Stitcher Radio and, of course, on iTunes. We'll be back next month. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Mags, D'Lo, and Buck 30, I'm Disco. Happy Thanksgiving and see you in December. Ciao.
B3PO. Talking about what B3PO, B3PO, B3PO. He doesn't have a fire starter in his kit. He keeps his maps on his phone. That's right. If he goes through a river, they get all wet. Then he's done. Don't know where he is anymore. B3PO, B3PO, B3PO. But at least he has his hair shirt. <laughs> so to make this more in line with modern sensibilities, I am selling dryer lids in Cuban fiber Ziploc bags. Larry boy.